Well, maybe we can go to Ikea and we can get these legs and this top, but this isn't really a desktop. It's really a coffee table top, but maybe we can put desk legs on it. Which isn't inherently the problem in so much as it were, so to speak, such as uh, heretofore the phone per se, Nespar. We gotta reinvent the wheel, we gotta reinvent the wheel. Every time we do something, we gotta reinvent the wheel, we gotta reinvent the wheel. I'm in my garage, it's Dan class. I'm in my garage. Now, you know, I'm a failed actor, former comedian, stay at home dad, shut in. I'm in a box made out of uh, a drywall. In my garage, this is the bitter spill. That, that, that's all this is. Basically, I talk. I talk, you listen. Well, I don't even know if you listen. I mean, I, I assume you're listening because uh, you can hear me. But other than that, you know, I have, no, I have no idea what you're doing. But you should just rest assured I'm sitting here in a box in my garage trying to make sense of uh, oh, whatever's left of my life. Now, for instance... We talked about this uh, recently, the concept of the shopping list. Now, okay, here's the thing. When we make a list, like a shop, like a grocery shopping list, okay, because sometimes it's not a grocery shopping list. Sometimes it's a list for, let's say, uh, well, Costco, even though that's, gro- okay, see, now I'm confusing things already because that's different. A Costco list is a Costco list. It's not a quote-unquote shop. It's a Costco list. That's a bulk item, certain things. By default, you go in there and you get, you load up, right? I'm talking about the shopping list, the, the standardized grocery store shopping list. So what you do typically is um, you'll have maybe a separate Costco list. And then if you've got some weird items, you can only get here or there somewhere, right? Maybe a a uh, Bed Bath & Beyond list, maybe a Target, you know, I don't know. But then you've got just, right, kind of your normal standard stock shopping list. And on this list will be things like, uh, you know, uh, broccoli, breakfast sausages, uh, cheese, cereal, you know, personal items of a female nature, you know, whatever it happens to be. And let's not even discuss personal items of a female nature because, you know, it's hard enough for me to remember if they're supposed to be plain or regular, supersized, deodorant, extra strength. I, I, they're always, I know they're always the same. I always get the same exact ones. God bless you, darling. You don't fuss with that. But what happens is I have no ability. And I don't know if it's some sort of uh, testosterone poisoning in my brain. I, as a man, have no ability to remember if my wife needs supersized or regular, extra small, super scented. Deodorant, anti-deodorant. All I know is that the they used to come in a blue box or a pink. See, that's the, it, it, does she get the blue one or she doesn't get the blue one? And if I get the blue one, that's the wrong blue. You know, and and then once I did actually figure it out, then they changed the box. Thank you, uh, uh, Tampax. But I digress. So you have the shopping list. And the shopping list is supposed to be for the grocery store, right? When I go get groceries, not Costco, not this, not Trader Joe's, not uh, Bristol Farms, not whatever. For the default, right? Okay. So I'm at the grocery store the other day with uh, the kids. Why? So my wife can stay home and work because she has a lot of work she has to do. My wife is very busy 
woman, and I'm sure everyone that she works with was uh, working too uh, uh, on New Year's Day. <laughs> I don't think so. So, so I to get the kids out of the house for 10 seconds and get them away from my wife so she can do her work, they go to the grocery store with me, which doesn't work out. Children tend to want to run around a grocery store because uh, it's boring and yet um, looks like a bowling alley. So why wouldn't you want to run around and do, you know, destructive things? But so I've got my list and I'm going through the list. We're all going through the list. We got our list. And we can find this. We can't find that. And they don't have this. And they don't, you know, like it's the day after New Year's or whatever day it was. They didn't have boneless, skinless chicken breasts. Why not? Can you just, that's like a, that's like having the, the electricity on. Boneless, skinless chicken breasts. Isn't that sort of seem like, that's like going to Pollo Loco and they say they're out of chicken, right? Like you should always have boneless, skinless chicken breasts. So I'm getting a little annoyed and we can't find the Brillo pads or whatever. And then the and the kids are always ahead of me when I want them to be behind me. They're always behind me when I want them to be ahead of me. They're always playing some sort of drum solo on the tags that hang from the shelves. They're touching everything. You know how grocery stores have the aisle and then every, you know, 10 feet, there'll be an extra little hanging thing with bull crap on it. You know, the the hanging crap, the the like, right, the like sandwich cutting templates. And the silly straws and the party poppers and the yo-yos and that kind of junk. Well, they have to touch all that. It all it has to be felt and manipulated manually. And so somehow I managed to... How did I do this? I'm standing next to the cart. It's a very small grocery store because I won't go to the big one anymore. And you know why. I think I've played this game with you before. So I, I, I'm standing next to the cart and there's a lady there. And she's going this way and I'm trying to go that way and I want the kids to come with me. And, I, and so instead of pushing the cart, I pull the cart, which is something I don't usually do. I'm, I'm a pusher. I'm a push. I'm a cart pusher. But I grab the front corner. And I start to pull it without looking and I pull it and I knock over an entire display of some sort of Christmas themed Febreze. But it's not just Febreze. Like I see, it's these gift boxes of Febreze with a candle it's like a tooth. It's like a two pack of a, a can of Febreze or something, and a can like a scented cinnamon candle. I don't know what's going on, but blah, they're everywhere on aisle five. Clean up in aisle five. There's some bald jackass who, for some reason, brought two kids in here, and now he's knocking over the Febreze. So the Febreze is now everywhere, and even some of these boxes have come open. So now the candle, so now I've got the display or two, it's actually two displays. One was, I don't know, how did it get to do displays? Two displays are down. The Febreze is everywhere. The boxes are opening. So the candles are going this way and the, the cans of Febreze or whatever this crap is, they're going another way. And all the kids, the kids are just like, oh, yeah, oh, get your narrow asses over here and help me pick up the Febreze. Well, so the, you know, the woman that I was trying to scoot around, I don't know, she disappears. But then this other woman, and I should be careful how I word this because I don't, you know, but this, this woman, this young woman appears from the opposing, like the perpendicular. Okay. I'm knocking over the Febreze over in the, where the hell's the Brillo aisle. And, but she's on the perpendicular looking at the seltzer. But she comes over and starts, and she's making jokes. 
and she's helping me pick up and I have this like instant nice lady crush on this woman. She's got this cute hat on and she's all smiling. She's making jokes like, oh, oh don't let and I'm like, oh, no, you don't have to help me because I'm embarrassed enough. And now I need some like little don't do this to me. You're complicating what is already a very complex situation. Do not be in here being cute and acting human in a situation where I tend to normally be shunned and ignored at at best. But no, this very nice woman really kind of, you know, I got to admit kind of, uh, you know, uh, what's the what's the the cliche that I'm renewed my faith in uh, my fellow man or at least my fellow woman, my fellow cute little woman with kind of a Tito Jackson hat on. Yeah, she was quite low. It was very nice. Like, what? Wow. And then she just poof, disappeared. Got her seltzer and that was it. She was down the perpendicular. So, we're going through the, you know, we're going through the list. And like I said, there's no chicken breasts. And, um, but my on the list is tilapia. Now, that's a fish. It's a fish that I never even heard of till about a year and a half ago. And, I, and that kind of thing frustrates me. I got to be honest with you. I am not young anymore. And I have not really been super young for a really long time. So let's say that I've been, you know, around for several decades. It annoys me when uh, something like a, a fish comes up that I've never heard of. Where the hell has this fish been that I've never heard of it until a year and a half ago? What, for 45 years, no one was talking about tilapia? No one wanted to talk about tilapia around me? Like, what, is there something about me that I just don't look like I can handle a a slice of tilapia? Or if we killed all the other fish in the sea, that's the only one that's not so, you know, full of mercury and other crap. That's the only one that's actually fit for human consumption anymore. I, I don't know. All I know is that until, you know, 2008, I had never heard of tilapia. But since 2008, I've eaten 50 pounds of it. It's like gourmand. You know the word gourmand? Is this a new word for you too? And that reminds me of another word. That What was that thing that was really irritating? Oh yeah, that. What the, how is it that, you know, it's always like your your friend that, maybe it's your, your friend that, you know, they can kind of swing in pretentious crowds. They're not pretentious, but they could, you know, they could survive. In a crowd of pretentious people, they could hold their own and then come back to reality. Well, someone lays the word gourmand on me. Now, again, here I am. Now, this was a long time ago, but I was still in, you know, solidly in my 30s. And I've never heard the word gourmand. Now, I've heard gourmet. Of course, a gourmet. Isn't that someone who likes to eat fancy food or maybe likes to make fancy food, maybe like to make fancy food and then eat fancy food with other people that like fancy other gourmets gourmet there's no gourmand magazine there's gourmet magazine so what's a gourmand well i looked it up and i gotta tell you i I read the definition i don't have it in front of me but it's something like essentially blah 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 see gourmet and that was the other thing and i was asking people on twitter about this and they kind of helped straighten me out but i still don't agree the word pri M-E-R. Okay? P-R... Bear with me here, non-Americans, because maybe you say it differently over there in Angland. P-R-I-M-E-R. Now, if I paint it on my wall, that's primer. Right? If I dip a brush in a bucket of P-R-I-M-E-R, that's primer, and I'm priming my wall 
right? I'm priming the wall. That's primer. But if I, if I write a small booklet about how to use primer, that's a primer. Right? If I write a small book, let's say, for instance, and I looked up, because I had, again, I had to look it up. I had to break out the, here I am, mid, deep, deep, solid, solid in middle age. And I'm looking up words in the GD dictionary. Give me a break. Listen, my vocabulary should have been established in 1976. Why am I consulting the Websters? So apparently the proper pronunciation of primer as it pertains to, a, let's say, a book or an explanation, to pe- something that is kind of getting you up to speed on something is primer. Now, When I looked it up, it said, blah, 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 primer. It said, it said that, right? Particularly as it pertains to, or however they put it, blah, 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 teaching children to read. Like, one of your first little reading books, learning how to read would be a primer. Now, my problem with that is that I'm sure in one of these primers, it says that you typically, if you have a word in the English language that's, uh, let's say, four letters, and the, one of the middle letters is a vowel, you would say the, uh, you know, the uh, is it the is it the short version and versus the long version, the soft version, it's short, right? The short, like, like, uh, what's a good what's a good example? Dan. Oh, there, there's an excellent example. If you have the word Dan, D-A-N, you say ah. Ah, 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 because it's A and it's the soft A or the short A or whatever. Is that short or soft? Kelly, where are you? Right. And then you put an E on the end. Now, when you put an E on the end, it makes it Dane because it makes the A long or hard or short. or I don't know. Whatever it does, bossy E makes the vowel say its name. So Dan becomes Dane. So I wouldn't. Right? So in this primer, it probably says Dan becomes Dane and da-da-da, but prim... Prim becomes prime, but primer is not, it's primer. It doesn't make any sense to me. No wonder people go insane trying to learn this idiotic language. We don't need gourmand. Or primers on primer. So I'm already upset that I, I, I didn't even hear about tilapia until three years ago or two years ago or whatever it is. I find that very annoying. There's salmon and trout and tuna, swordfish, cod grouper and now suddenly out of nowhere tilapia it it must be a gourmand thing well on the list is tilapia and i can't find it now sometimes at the grocery store they have it i've seen it there i don't remember if i've ever bought it there but i can't oh there it is so i find the tilapia and it's in an economy pack you know what i mean like there's two pounds of tilapia in a already packaged on one of those lovely uh, styrofoam things, you know, because we're so worried about the environment, but we're still packing tilapia on these idiotic styrofoam trays with the, you know, whatever. So, so I get to, I'm a bit concerned about this two pounds of tilapia, even though eating a pound of tilapia, is that, doesn't that sound like a little too much? Because it's really only going to be for me and my wife, this two pounds of tilapia. But, you know, my wife 
wrote right on the list, tilapia. It's a good price because it's on this economy pack. It's only like three ninety nine a pound or something like that for this tilapia. So I decide, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call my wife and I'm going to say, dear honey, uh, listen, they do have it, but it's only, you know, it's two pounds. Are we really going to need two pounds? Well, the kids won't be around the next day or the day after. So maybe we would eat it for lunch. It would be fun. I do it on the barbecue. She puts this Israeli spice on it, some crazy thing from Israel. She puts this Israeli spice on it from the person that even, you know, introduced us to tilapia, our dear friend, Wendy. We're going to put that on there and we could eat it for five days, this two pounds of tilapia. So I call her. Now, the problem, of course, as you know, is um, I have an iPhone. Which isn't inherently the problem in so much as it were, so to speak, such as uh, heretofore the phone per se, Nespa. Do you understand what I mean? The, the fault isn't necessarily tout le monde, tout le jour, tout l'apia, garment. The phone, as it is the service provider of the phone, is and seems to always be, please God, Steve Jobs, release me from AT&T. I make the foolish, foolish, stupid assumption that I can make a phone call in the year 2010, from the fish cooler in Vaughn's from an AT&T phone. Stupid, stupid, stupid me. What do you think this is, 1999? No. So, of course, stupid me. I dial the phone. I get my wife. Hey, honey, let, uh, you know, they've got tilapia. It's two pounds, but it's cheap. Should we just get it? Blah, 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 blah. And what does she say? What? Honey, hello, you're breaking up. Can you hear me now? Now, usually in these situations, I'm not with the kids. And so therefore, usually in these situations, I'm not quite so tense. Shopping, grocery shopping does not make me that tense. Sometimes on the weekends, because on the weekends, you get a lot of amateurs in there. During the week, it's the pros. It's the pros during the week. On the weekend, it's these people that have real jobs during the week and they don't know what the hell they're doing. There's no, you know what I mean? There's, they're on the left, they're on the right, they're blocking the whole aisle. It's, it's disastrous. But typically, actually, I find uh, grocery shopping quite relaxing. Unless I'm with my kids. Especially when I'm with my kids and I'm grocery shopping and uh, they don't have any boneless, skinless chicken breasts in the gourmet aisle while I'm knocking over the Febreze. Blah, blah, blah. So... Normally in these situations, what I would do is I would attempt to text my wife and see if the text would go through. Now, for years we had trouble texting each other, but I think we can actually knock on wood. I think we can actually text each other now. I think we ha we've managed some sort of textual compatibility. Normally, I would text her and go, baby, baby, listen, you know, and I'd give her the deal. But because my daughter's running this way and my son's running that way and everything's all uh, Mishkam rule, whatever, that I don't even think to do it. But, but I feel a vibration in my pocket. And I look and uh, it's a text from my wife and it just says Vons. I just see the word Vons. So I think it's my wife going, ah. 
Vaughn's. In other words, not Vaughn's shopping, but Vaughn's phone call. So I'm like, you know what? Listen, F it. I'm getting the tilapia. I don't care. I got to get out of here because I got to get these kids out of here because I got to get out of here. The kids don't want to be here. The kids want to be at home playing video games or badminton or whatever. We got to go. But we go, you know, we get our broccoli, we get our flavored breadcrumbs and our pound cake and, uh, 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 you know, orange juice with pulp and fat-free hay. We get all the stuff we get. I'll give you the whole shot. That was pretty much the whole shopping list right there. Minus, of course, uh, you know, the chicken breast. Hudson even, even was able to find uh, the Brillo. We're, we're speeding down one of the main perpendiculars, you know what I mean? And I say, Hudson, keep an eye out for the Brillo. It should be somewhere like that. He looks down. There it is. He has it. It's in the car. Boom. There we go. We leave. So we're in the car and I, um, we're at a particularly long stoplight. And I look at my phone and it says I actually have two texts from, from my wife, from Melissa. So I think, oh, she must have texted me and I didn't, because a lot of times this is what happens, honestly. I'll get a text. It mostly happens with text, but sometimes phone calls too, if my ringer's off or whatever. The phone will vibrate in my leg, but if I'm walking around too much, I either don't feel it or maybe I think I'm having some kind of seizure. Do you ever have ghost phone vibrations? See, I'm a guy, so I don't have a purse. I've told you that a million times that I don't have a purse. I really want one, but... I keep my phone in my pocket and sometimes I think I'm getting a call and I don't even have my phone with me. It's just like this weird, right? I, I get a phantom phone calls. So sometimes I must get the opposite of that, which is a real phone call that I don't even notice. So apparently I got a text from my wife that I didn't notice and it said I had two and I assume, well, she must have been after the Vaughn's thing written something. Uh, I'm probably in trouble because it's probably something she wanted me to get and she thought she'd text me while we were still there, but we've already left. We're at a stoplight. We're, we're 10 seconds from home. And I look at the text and you know what the text says? Don't buy me tilapia from. Don't buy the tilapia. That's what, don't buy the tilapia from. Now, what does that mean? Don't buy tilapia from. From Finland? From the ocean? Oh, wait. Vons. Ha. <laughs> so before I even get home, you see, I now I have two pounds of tilapia. That I am apparently going to have to return to Vons. So when I get in the hall, I don't, I don't even want to look at my wife. I just like take the receipt and I shove it in the bag with the tilapia. I wrap it up, put it in the fridge. I mean, are they, are they even going to take that back? What do you do? You go into... Hi, listen, uh, we just don't want this. I bought it, but my wife doesn't want me to buy it from you.
All right, that was it uh, for the Bitter Spill for today. Uh, th- Happy New Year. Welcome to 2010. I uh, hope you had a safe and happy holiday season. So, um, well, you've been listening to the free version of The Bitter's Pill to hear the rest of the show. And there is another 40 minutes or so where I talk about taking the kids to Ikea. My daughter felt like she had to throw up the whole way. We couldn't find the merchandise. We found the merchandise. Then we couldn't figure out how to get to the car. My daughter, it's, we went to Fudra. You know, it's the whole thing. Anyway, if... Uh, if you want to join the premium pill, uh, just go to thebitterspill.com and you will get the full-length episodes each time they come out, three or four a month for a mere $4 a month. Okay, but I hope you enjoyed the free version. I hope you continue to enjoy it. This is a new thing now where every time there's a show, there will be a free 20-ish minute version. I hope you enjoy it. Please tell a friend. Thank you for listening to The Bitter's Pill. My name is... Um, Dan Class. Thank you. The Bitterest Pill is produced by Jacket Media. JacketMedia.com, makers of fine podcasts since 2004.